Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts, and today is January 20th, which means it was Inauguration Day, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were both sworn into office. We are super, super, super excited and especially relieved. I know for me, it 100% feels like I am 10 years younger, (laughs) and From other people, I've heard that it feels like a ton of weight has been lifted. I mean, I'm sure also the other podcast peeps here would probably have something similar to say. Where are you guys at with this? Oh, well, hell yes. What an amazing, an amazing day to be able to witness. And it started this morning. Mm, Let me think, say about 830 this morning. They had um, now no longer President uh, Trump. He who must not be named. He, <laughs> he uh, as probably everybody knows, decided to leave early this morning and went to Andrew's Air Force Base. And I watched that to make sure that he got on that plane and he was on his merry way. Don't ever want to really hear his voice again. And I'm okay if I never see him again. And the only thing, the only thing that I can thank that man for is that we can actually see the issues that we have in America and Mm -hmm. which now we can actually get some shit done. Yeah. And, and repair, repair that. Well, the places that, we're exposed that just they no longer serve us and it's interestingly enough where it all where it became real actually real for me is when uh the poet uh amanda gorman spoke and like the minute she just she started speaking that just really brought it home to see that difference uh what a what a magnificent young woman to be able to usher in this, this, well, this paradigm shift. And it's really the beginning of that. Um, so yeah, I, I am absolutely elated and filled with gratitude and a weight literally moved off my shoulders. Watching, starting this morning and watching, watching he who must not be named, uh, watching, watching him leave, um, I really got that feeling that you get like the last time I had that feeling was when I packed up a bunch of my clothes and took it to Goodwill and just said goodbye. (laughs) You're gone. (laughs) Like, it's just that like overwhelming, like (sighs) it's all like, yeah, it just felt so good to like see him go. Like, (laughs) like, the the one thing that was going through my mind was that whole like bye Felicia thing because it's like I don't care you're like get out of here like there there's simultaneously parts of me right now that wants to see Trump brought to justice and then there's another part of me that's like just let him go fuck off somewhere like I don't want to fucking hear his name again it was so great to not even think of him today to just watch the inauguration and not not be in that like constant like 
what the fuck is he going to do now? Like, he's gone. We don't have to deal with him anymore. Well, going back to January 6th and the horror of that day and what we saw, mm -hmm. it's like, look, those those folks are still out there. Trump is still out there. But he is out of power. Mm -hmm. And I do believe he does need to be held accountable for the travesties that that he facilitated in this nation. Yeah. He is responsible for that. Um, so are other people that have are actually still holding office. So yes, uh, you know, yeah, they should all be held accountable. And I'm sure that's going to play out over the coming weeks. But the fact of the matter is, is, is there's now that, that, you know, that beacon of hope mm -hmm. of, you know, there's a new day, a new day has arrived. And um, I think that, you know, we all have that, that moment of celebration and that's, and that's important, but there's a heck of a lot of work to do. Yeah. I mean, Biden just coming into office, he signed 17 executive orders to try <laughs> yes. and just to start yeah. to undo, just some to start to undo some of the damage yeah. that Trump had already had, had done yeah. over his presidency. And obviously we do have a ton of work to do. Um, but yes, today is a wonderful day to celebrate, to sing aloud, and to cry, and to feel joy and hope, because there is hope. There always is going to be hope, you know? You can, you can really, like, look back over the last four years and, like, compare to what it is we saw today, which is completely different, mm -hmm. you know? If we want to talk about, like, January 6th, like, that was a traumatic and that's the thing because i'm not i was never been a super uber patriotic person but seeing that happen at the capitol was pretty devastating that that was a lot to handle mm -hmm. and i think we have a lot we have a long way to go to try and reconcile everything that happened that day for sure so so i mean what was it what was it for you that that was so i don't know i mean you used the word devastating like can you yeah. can you like name that or you know talk about it and and maybe to then to like talk about the difference yeah i think there's probably like a lot of different layers to it but i think the one piece i want to actually talk a little more about is how how you could have a group of people think that they are so oppressed that they have to act out in violence to try and get what they want which was president trump to be the president and you could see the difference between how black lives matter was treated and how the insurrectionists were treated. The discrepancy between that was so stark. It took hours for the National Guard to show up even. But Trump was perfectly okay with tear gassing and attacking peaceful protesters just for him to take a fucking photo. 
I mean, you had Black Lives Matter protesting in the streets last year because the social contract between the black communities and the police had been broken, that the police were not doing their jobs. The government was not doing their jobs to protect black communities. And it was devastating to see that it was devastating to be proven right that yes, there is racism in this country. Yes, there is white supremacists in this country and these white supremacists were just a la- like they were just allowed to destroy and just break in to one of our most sacred places in the United States and there was no one there to stop them it was just like yeah it's okay president trump's allowed to you know, incite them and all these other political figures are allowed to incite them. And yeah, sure, just, you know, go ahead, be as violent as you want. But that, I can promise you, would have never happened if that was Black Lives Matter. Because we've seen how they were treated last year when they were actually fighting for causes that mattered. Yeah, yeah. To jump in here, the other thing too um, that I that I can see is like that rage and that anger for those people was already there for the insurrectionists. Yeah, the yeah for that insurrection, um, and it was it was it was fed and it was incited. And they were lied to. So, I mean, so you have, I mean, that part of it, right? Yeah. And then if you look at, again, like if you look at Black Lives Matter, um, that was the trauma of hundreds of years of oppression. So there, there was that, that angst and injustice there but they actually used that to make a difference yeah they organized they went through the actual democratic process you know they made sure that we were voting i mean you i mean most of the votes a lot of the votes like for georgia for example that was huge black black turnout Mm -hmm. philadelphia like any place that we flipped I can promise you 100% the mo- most of the people behind that were because it was black voters came out. Because they weren't, it wasn't just about protecting us. It was about protecting them because they knew what this administration was going to do to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just going back to that piece, Mama Lisa, that you brought up about that, that rage and that anger that was already there for the insurrectionists. What, what Trump really did was he gave he gave them someone to blame. He gave them a place to. Yeah, he directed the Proud Boys. He he directed them so that they yeah. could. Here, these are the evil people. Go after them. Yeah, yeah. These these are the people to blame, and these are the people to take your rage out upon. Um, they're the ones who actually uh, caused you harm. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, all of it is it. it, it if you really look at it there's no one thing that they're really angry about. Mm-hmm. The people that were at the Capitol, Trump supporters, insurrectionists, like 
all these people who were backing Trump. Like, what exactly are you guys actually pissed at here? Because I don't think what you think you're pissed at is actually what you're pissed at Mm -hmm. at all. Or if there's even a reason to be pissed. I don't know. Because we can't even get there. Because we can't. It's like every time I've tried to have conversations with my Trump supporting family, it's like. It's like you can't even get to the place with them where you're where they actually tell you what it is that they need because they're so wrapped up in a fantasy and going around blaming everyone, which is a great way to not get anything done. I mean, Trump has Trump and his supporters and these online entities like QAnon and stuff has really built this false narrative for them to live. I mean, they're basically just built into a whole lie and a whole fantasy that the only only gain from people doing that kind of stuff, that gaslighting, like we've talked about gaslighting before mm-hmm. on here as well. Yep. The only way, the only reason they would do that is to gain power and money. Like there's people that are definitely making money off of abusing Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This is abuse. It's straight up abuse. And they don't even know it. And which is no. pretty much that's that's like their norm so like how how could you ever see it and you know another another part of this is it was a whole reality of their own that was built yeah it's right mm-hmm. it's built it but it's built on that foundation of of, of lies of yeah absolute fantasy that that's unsustainable so my when I look at that, it's like, okay, this, this can only last so long. It, it's, it's, it's unsustainable. And with Trump out of the presidency, now God knows what that man might be up to. I mean, I actually heard that he might be starting another political party. But the fact of the matter is, he is no longer in power. So we have that and we have we have a man in place who actually who actually gives a shit as a human being mm-hmm. right yeah a man a man that is humble and the man a man who is kind and you can now see the difference between the two yes you can see the difference between black lives matter and the insurrection you can see the difference between joe biden and trump i mean it's such a stark difference in just the way in which things were presented, the way the words that were being used, like just just the pre- what was it? The press secretary? Yes. Oh, yes. I she's awesome. <laughs> What's her name? Jen. Jen. Uh... Jen. Last name is short. What is it, Len? <laughs> I know it's an interesting last name. Jen Saki. The P is silent. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Cool. Good to yeah, know. Cause, yeah. Because you could like the one thing that actually stuck out to me at that the first press, the White House briefing was she they asked a lot of questions about COVID. Um, and she basically was like, yeah, we're going to lean in on our experts and they will take over this COVID crisis. And I was like, oh, thank God. That was like music to my ears. I was like, it is such a it was like relief just like washed over me. I'm like, I don't need to know anymore. I just need to know that fact and I'm good. I trust you guys to handle this and I can go about my business now, which is like exactly what 
that's how a presidency should be. It's been said that the presidency should age the president, not the people. And what has happened is that the presidency for the last four years has aged the people. people. And that burden should not fall on the people. It should fall on the president because that's what his position and role is for. Just as a like quick side note, I am so happy that Rachel Levine is going to be one of those oh my experts. God, yes. I am oh, yeah, so happy exciting. about that. Because yeah. I am going to miss her in PA though. Um I know. I'm like, please man. please find someone. I don't know if anybody can fill her shoes. Please find someone good to step up. I really hope that they that even though she is um the assistant health secretary so she's not like in the top cabinet role i still hope that they have her front and center speaking because her calm measured approach is 100 percent what we all need well yeah and the other the other thing too i mean she is she's had to take so much shit and in pennsylvania you know when when covid i mean the numbers are finally coming down a little bit but I mean, when they, you know, the whole mask order and um, when we were locked down and stuff and people were just going out and protesting and, and she's like, look, she's like, my concern is for you, your health, even though they, they the things that they were saying about her and um, were absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. She came back and she's like, look, I'm concerned about you, about you. And Yeah. Amazing woman. Absolutely amazing woman. We will see what happens. That's that's a lot of there's a lot of let's see what happens. We need yes, to this is this is the first day in in many to come. But it's great though, because the let's see what happens isn't a let's see what happens where we need to worry. It's a let's see what happens where like no matter no matter what, there's good shit coming. Yeah. Like it's yes. not well, we're not waiting for the other shoe to drop anymore. It's so interestingly enough I was I was actually in New Jersey uh for the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And I remember how devastated people were after, you know, after the election was over. After Trump and, was elected, yes, yes, and there was an article, and I, I don't have it. I, I don't have reference. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we find the article. We'll, we'll find it. But this was like a political science theologian kind of person, and who studies, you know, studies history and the dynamics within societies. And he actually predicted yeah. a lot of what happened. I mean, I think everyone could see it. I remember waking up. I found out that in 2016 that Hillary had lost. It was a terrible day. You could feel it. I felt like crap. It was raining. It was miserable outside. Everyone was miserable at work. Like, it was... I mean, it was like a dark cloud had shifted over everything and just kind of like <laughs> consumed it like just consumed anything that it was like a dementor that's what it was it was like a dementor. dementor that's literally what the trump that's really what the trump administration was like it was like a dementor sucking everything that's good and happy and 
helpful and wonderful and I mean what I mean why do you think I'm calling he who must not be named yes (laughs) and today and today the sun shone oh yes it flurried a little and then the sun was out when they walked when they walked out the sun was shining brilliantly it's like Biden walked in like expecto patronum the shit out of that white house (laughs) just like get the fuck out what do you think his patronus is if you had to pick an animal do you what do you think his patronus is absolutely a beagle a beagle a beagle a beagle not i was gonna say an eagle but that's kind of cliche what about his dog he has a rescue dog i think a german i feel like his dog is a german shepherd but i could totally see him as like as a as a beagle yes i love beagles beagles are my favorite dog (laughs) anywho you know what? I, I think that's kind of accurate because he's kind of he's like kind of, you know, kind of goofy and laid back. And, you know, I could see the big floppy ears, you know, but it's like, don't fucking mess with me. <laughs> oh, no, he'll go after you. He's a hunting dog. Mm-hmm. Scrap a scrappy kid from PA. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You got it. Yeah. I I think it's great. I think that I think what we saw was was an absolute shift in a direction in which we need to go. And we just have to keep it up and we have to keep being involved because we saw the low, right? We saw the insurrection. We saw much lower than that. I don't know. And I don't want to either. Like, I don't want to see what goes beyond that. That was that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. And if it hasn't broken the back of everyone at this point, well, you're lying to yourself. I mean, we we know we know it was the straw that broke the camel's back for many Republicans because it, it changed. How many was it? Five of the 13 who were going to object Six, actually, I think. Six Mm -hmm. um, that day changed their minds. And I watched when they they stood up to speak and you you could see it in their demeanor. You could hear it in their voice and what they actually said that that moment, that moment when their lives were literally on the line changed them. Yeah, they're like, this is not a game. This isn't no longer like a political like ploy this is this is it can't became real to them well mm-hmm. it, it broke it broke through the fantasy yeah became real enough remember that gaslighting episode we had mm-hmm. where things have to become real enough mm-hmm. for people to like snap out of it and it snapped mm-hmm. it it was so i mean it was it was so shocking yeah it it it, it, it broke the glamour right it's- in other words yeah, it broke the glamour. Since we've made a lot of uh since we've made a lot of um young adult book references, it's like in Mockingjay when the people of the capital who had that like bread and circuses attitude actually saw the war come to them and they're like, "Oh shit, this is like it broke that like they had to like like there's two characters in the story who had to go live in district 13 who no longer had like all those fancy things anymore and it just it completely changed them because it just broke through they suddenly saw they suddenly saw the reality of it 
So if it can happen, if it can happen, you know, there, it, it and I'm sure it happened for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Bree, didn't you posted a, a video or a, it was, I know it was something about a woman who was a Trump, you know, who has supported. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll have to find it. Uh, but it was someone had called in on a talk show, so it was a re- oh, it was okay. recorded. It was a okay. recording, and I had found it on YouTube. Uh, I could probably actually find that. An alleged Trump supporter had called into this talk show, and she was absolutely, utterly devastated. I mean, this woman was crying, like, and she was like, "I, I voted for Trump. I voted for him." And then she starts crying. And then as she's starting to cry, she said, did he lie to me? And that it, did he lie to me? That 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 part, that like piece is where I'm seeing it like everywhere from like people who are like asking questions because QAnon isn't doing anything. They've kind of stopped like posting stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I know there's like other private servers people are on who are still in that in in that um, in those those uh conspiracy theory groups and stuff and they're like were we lied to were we lied to that's the constant question that i've been seeing and well yeah the answer is yes you've been you've been hoodwinked you've been lied to you've been abused and you've been used and thrown out like that's kind of like they just left you like obviously you i i more than welcome i more than welcome people to come come back to reality and come back to this democratic uh constitutional republic like come on in i unity like we want everyone to come back together so we can we can set this shit straight because we saw where it was leading us we saw the destruction we saw the chaos that it was sowing like the distrust that it was building between all of our super super important institutional pillars that hold up society Mm -hmm. now I am the first person to admit that, yes, there, we are not perfect, but I don't think anyone that I know of has ever said we are perfect. We Nothing's ever perfect. But yes, as long as illusion. we can work, it is a fucking fantasy. <laughs> there is no such thing yes. as perfection. No, you are not going to get everything you want. And that's just reality. And that's, that's life. That's life. Yeah. But if we actually work together and stop being divisive and just fucking shouting at each other across the aisle and blaming one another for everything like and actually voice what what it is do you what do you really want what change what positive change for your life and others do you actually want and if we can start there if we can get to that place for people I, i think we got a chance of continuingly to pull this out from the nosedive that we we have been currently in Mm Hmm. yeah but it's really going to take a lot of work on both sides of this because our side of this, our side of wanting to be unified and wanting to move past this violence, deception and lies, all this like horrible, divisive rhetoric, like we have to basically leave the door open for people to come through and not blame them or chastise them because they believed one thing and then realized that it wasn't beneficial to them and that they were lied to because like we need to allow them to come back over mm-hmm. and come back over to reality. Well, look, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. 
and believing in the political party that you, you know, your family probably, you know, brought you up in, that your friends and everyone, you know, um, believed also. And then suddenly you have someone who's telling you one thing and then doing another that can be that can be like well they can't possibly be doing this and then they feed you lies right like and and right like why would they yes it can get hard to tell the difference it's it and really it shows how easy it is for any any of us to believe something is real we have to check and we have to check hard we have to make sure that we're standing on a solid foundation. We have to see what's in our life and is it working? And that's why other people like, you know, ask the hard questions. Talk to somebody who believes something differently than you do. In politics, in religion, in, in everything, in anything. And if you can find that common ground, you have a place to stand. And that's what's important. We just want to close out with a quote from Biden that we felt really just encapsulated what we what we were just speaking about. This is America's day. This is democracy's day. A day of history and hope of renewal and resolve. Through a crucible for the ages, America has been tested anew. America has risen to the challenge. If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Three Podcasts, as well as on our website, the3podcast.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts, out. (laughs) 